been a long day. Grab a beer and sit back. It's time for Brew Talk. Here's Scott Chad and the Brew Doctor himself, Dr. Michael Mosier. Happy Brews Day, everybody. It is your favorite three beer drinkers in downtown Greeley, Colorado, coming to you from the Allo Communications Studios live. It's Brew Talk. How are we doing, gentlemen? Fantastic. Yeah, I couldn't complain at all. Well, you maybe could. Uh, yeah, I've nobody have been complaining all day. But, but nobody would listen. <laughs> nobody would listen. <laughs> tell you to shut up anyway if they well, did. Um, that's why we're here to drink beer. Right? That's right. Yeah, and that's talk right. about beer. Yep. Fantastic. So why don't we just get right into it? What are we drinking today, Doc? This is our M2K2, our English Pale Ale. Also uh, kind of might fit into the category of an English Ordinary Bitter uh, from Rule 105 Brewing. It's kind of malty, a little bit bitter at the very finish, and I think it's pretty tasty. But, of course, I'm patting myself on the back when I say that. I, think it's oh, I also think it's tasty. <laughs> Good. This is what I drink quite frequent, frequently when I come to your place. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, um, there have been days when it is our top seller, and uh, especially when it's just everybody just wants that malty goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's good stuff. I have no complaints. Good, good. easy drinking. Yeah, it's an easy drinking beer. So. It definitely is. I enjoy the fact that I have enjoyed... I said enjoyed twice in the same sentence, didn't I? But I've enjoyed learning and exploring and getting to taste a lot of new beers in the last several months, and I have yet to be disappointed. Just wait. Challenge accepted. Yeah, challenge accepted. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. We oh, no. To, oh. Our worst beer ever we should bring. Let us, let's not do that. I don't think we need to do that. We've done that before. Yeah. And it was... Uh, it's just one of those things. Uh, how much pucker power can we give you? Or <laughs> the strangest beer, the we strangest find. beer oh, we can just find, or the weirdest named beer, that kind of stuff. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure we need to do that. I don't know that our listeners would really care to hear how horrible a beer tasted. Oh, maybe they would. Yeah, maybe they would. Yeah, especially if it's followed by gagging sounds or something like that. Oh my gosh. Well, that's just fantastic. So I, I don't know how we follow that up. And the whole time we've been doing this, I think there's only one beer any of us have actually poured out, though. Correct. Correct. And I still went ahead and finished mine, but it yeah. was a small sample that I was drinking. So yeah. I think Doc is in it completely to win it he's like you know what i will persevere you he's, know what my favorite player is the one that's currently in my glass i like that's right. that that's so, a good one which just happens to be the m2k2 and today. right now that's the best one that is really good yeah <laughs> so what has been going on lately i mean talk about beer talk about food that goes with beer talk about we did the collaboration well, discussion the, the thing that's really hitting me is this wonderful weather we've been having lately. yeah it's been great hasn't it um even opened up the patio and had some people sitting back there on the patio one day yeah this weekend so. even though it was only 40 degrees today i think it felt much warmer with that sun it out did. and no wind and oh that's, yeah this past felt weekend. like a great day yeah that's the one thing i've always noticed about colorado you know when there's sun yeah that sun is really warm yeah, it really makes a difference mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a great opportunity to, like you said, get out on the patio, get outside, enjoy, get some vitamin D in you while you're getting a little bit of uh, oh, hops I'm, and barley. I'm pretty pale. I need it. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to say anything, but since you mentioned it, Doc, yes, you should you should get out more. <laughs> well, I've got the automatic uh, vitamin D acceptor on top of the head. <laughs> yeah, I, I have so. I have a similar model. Mine's a little bit more effective than yours is, too. <laughs> 
Oh so. my gosh! So the weather's good. The, the beer's good. good. Beer's been flowing. Um, a lot of collabs starting to come out as we're getting ready for yep. the um, the collab fest that's coming up in March. Yep. So really excited about that uh, down in Westminster. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of festivals are now starting to reach out and try to book us for uh, the whole summer. And uh, yeah, our our schedules are filling. Festivals up. are kind of coming back, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, it they're seems really like. hitting it hard this year. Last year we had a lot of festivals that we went to, but the attendance wasn't pre-COVID levels. This year, I think we're going to have tons of festivals, and we're going to have tons of people. Yeah, I've, I've really noticed a lot of the festivals amping up their mm-hmm. their advertising and 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 getting the word out there early to to kind of draw those people in. So. Right. And it's just, you know, once people get out there and they start realizing, oh, yeah, I did have fun at one of these before. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, then you start seeing a lot more people show up. And it's just, festivals are a blast. They are. Always fun. And it's a good time. And I noticed, you know, just like you're saying, you're seeing some new festivals mm-hmm. that are starting to go, well, this would be something that we could do. I know last year we had the, the local beer festival up here in Greeley, and that was small. I mean, it, I think... You're from, talking October Brew Yeah, the October yeah. Brew Fest mm-hmm. that we had over at Island Park. And... It was small, and I think they were planning on a bigger audience and a bigger crowd because everything was spread out so much. Um, oh, I know the one you're thinking. Yeah, of. you know what I'm talking about. The one down at Island Grove. That, that was yeah. the one at Island Grove. That was the Greeley Beer and no, that was I don't remember what that one was <laughs> called. So, but yeah, the one that, I was thinking of the one at Lincoln uh, down Lincoln Park. Right. Downtown. Oh yeah. Yeah, Over, that one is always a which great, was always a big hit. Yeah, that's a huge hit. Yeah, but the one at Island Grove and. And it was a, I want to say it was like a Northern Colorado Beer Fest or yeah, something like that. I think what it was. And it was and the, the first year ever yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah, it really was. It was awesome. Yeah. That was a wonderful event. We're definitely on the books to go back to it if yeah. they're going to do it again. So Yeah, I think the only my only complaint about that, and that's kind of what I was going with, is it was so spread out. Because it yes. looked like that they were planning on probably two or three times the attendance than mm-hmm. what they had. And so they had challenges with the line getting in. That was a little right. bit of a kind of a little misstep, but they were doing the best that they could with that. But then once you got in, it was so spread out that you felt like, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to be able to walk off the beer that I just had to get to the next beer <laughs> right. tent and some of those elements. But I think it's set up to where you could grow that opportunity with some more, you know, some more brewers right. and you get the attendance up and hopefully to your point, if we see more people coming to these events this year and next year, it's got a great opportunity to grow into itself so it can mm-hmm. kind of build up from yeah, there. Yeah, that one so. at Island Grove is a perfect location, yeah. being underneath the trees. So that yeah. means um, hot sun, you still have some shade. It's off shade, yeah. yeah. Um, and then I, lo- I actually enjoyed that they would group the breweries together. Yeah. So their breweries have three or, f- you know, three or four stands worth mm-hmm. of breweries. Then a big gap, and then yep. three or four stands. So you could go and kind of mill around in your little corner there with those three or four breweries and check it out. Well, I, I kind of like that idea because a lot of times at Brewfest, you know, there's people just kind of hanging out in front of the, mm-hmm. the brewery yep. booths, and you're not sure, are they in line? Do I need mm-hmm. to get behind you? Are you guys in line? So I kind of <laughs> like that idea that there's spaces in between to where yeah. you get your beer and you go hang out in the empty space rather right. than mm-hmm. right in front of the booth and yeah, I can't getting t- in between me and my beer that I want to have. I can't tell you how many breweries I've been to where somebody gets their beer and they just and stand, then you stand there. Right and there. I'm like, move. You guys in line? What are you doing? What are you yeah. Get out of my way. I want <laughs> <Yeah>. some beer. <laughs> all right. So tip for all of you in 2023, when you go to a beer fest, you get up to the table, you get your beer, 
get out of the way. Especially see go, me come. Yeah, especially it off to the side or higher behind <laughs> you. <laughs> go stand off to the side, taste it, enjoy it, and then if you want another one, you get back in line that's and right. but that's start because, all over. And that's mostly because they put too many booths yeah. too close too together. Close together. There's not enough room for you to mill around. Yeah. And that's what people do. They want to have, it's yeah. a social interaction. Definitely. Right? Yeah, you want to talk to the people around you, whether you know them or you don't, go, ooh, what did you think of that beer? Or what beer did you try? Or how did that taste? Or what did you think? Yeah, there's been plenty of times when I saw somebody going, oh, wow, this is wonderful. I go, what would you just try? What would you get? I want to try that. What would you get? I want to go get it. And and then I'd go get it. And and then I could converse with them about, oh, wow, that was really cool. I tried it and loved it just like you did. Or I didn't taste the same thing. Or what? Yeah, Yeah. I'm not catching what you're catching or something. Yeah. And I think those that's the fun things. And again, going back to that same element of the festivals and the fests and all the other things that are happening over the course of the year, mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a big uptick in that because, to your point, people got out last year, not in the droves that they were pre-COVID, Chad, like you talked about, right. but they're, they're, that talk and that element and that opportunity. I know that for me, I'm already looking forward to there's some whiskey festivals that I'm going to go to and some tastings there because that's... Another thing that I really enjoy, but the beer fest and all the different events that are going on, like the collaboration event that's happening down in Westminster. And so, yeah, there was a beer festival we did go to last year. Yeah. We poured out down in uh, Denver mm-hmm. and Thornton. And uh, yeah. my goodness, that one was packed. I, yeah. I, I've never seen a festival. There was just not enough space. They couldn't have added another 10 people. Wow. And, you know, that is, you know, Space limitations. You, yep. you just need right. to get bigger and yeah. move the breweries farther apart so people can have a chance to get to them. So, but yeah, that's the but It's thing kind I'm of a double edged sword, though, isn't yeah. it? You get, you expand the space too much and then, then, then it's, it's too empty. Too, too empty. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's, it's kind of something you have to kind of juggle. And yeah, it's at growing pains. And right. I think that's where, you know, to your point, if the one in Thornton was really busy but it was too crowded then it's like do you expand the space and you add some more breweries which is going to add people and breweries and hopefully you can accommodate that effectively or do you overdo it like they did at island grove where it's like we're going to grow into this space over the next few years so just you know bear with us yeah yeah, bear with us as you know and hey go play cornhole or you know frisbee golf or whatever else is going on in the middle i look at it from the other viewpoint too as a as a festival goer if it's really, really crowded, I'm scared that next year the prices are going to go up. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah, that'll lower the Which number most of likely people. will happen if they expand the space. And it's going to happen no matter what and, because right. of, you know, inflation. Everything's stuff. going up. Everything's right? going up. It's everything's going up. So. Except for my amount of hair, I'm on the top of my head. But we'll, we'll figure that out. <laughs> well, what a great conversation just talking about beer festivals and everything else that's coming up. So we're going to take a quick break. We're going to pay a couple bills with some advertisers and everything else in there. And when we come back, we're going to pivot a little bit and maybe talk about what we're looking forward to on the beers from a one-off perspective in the coming year. So stick around. Um, we will talk more beer when we return. Welcome back to Brew Talk, coming to you live from the Owl Communications Studios in downtown Greeley on 103.1 and 1310 KFK, Northern Colorado's Voice. Whew, man, I, I have know, to right? take a breath right before I say that. Then after I get done, i got to take another big breath. So. <laughs> well, right before the break, I kind of threw that out to you guys, and I know I caught you off guard, but I'm curious to see 
what is it or what have you heard or what are you thinking about or what would you like to see as a one-off? And when I say one-off, something that is unusual, you know, like a couple of weeks ago, we did the whole thing around, you know, the hop water. And oh, to sure. me, for them, that was not a one-off. You know, that was kind of their focus and their goal. But I'm seeing some of the things that are starting to come out from individuals that are doing things that are different than their norm. For example, Breckenridge Brewery, they have their their vanilla porter. They've got a nitro vanilla porter. They recently just came out with like a line of different porters that are the vanilla porter, but they've added to it. So they had like a raspberry and there was another one in there. And to me, that kind of speaks to a one-off. That's something different from their norm and they're leveraging what they're already doing and then they're tweaking it and modifying it. So I guess hmm. my my ask for you guys is what is there that you would like to see or what's out there that you've heard of that you would love to to try and, and check in with? Good question. Yeah. Yeah. I know what I'd like. Talk to us, Chad. What would you like? I'd like to see a people get away from the hazies, <laughs> go back to the West Coast and American or English style IPAs. Yeah, yeah. I actually, like the cleaner finish of those. That's yeah, is, yeah, juicy. Yeah, the the tang and the juiciness is fine for if you like that kind of thing. But my taste tends towards more of the. West Coast style, the hot bombs and the, or the English style IPAs where they're, mm-hmm. you know, straightforward. And so we're not even talking flavors here. We're literally just talking about styles of beer. Is no, yeah, I'd, I'd rather, yeah. I'd like to see one-offs of going back to more traditional styles, okay. to be honest with you. Yeah, I think that's kind of where the industry is thinking about going. I mean, when you think about customer base, you see a lot more people going to the standard kind of beer rather yeah. than the outlandish style of beer right so i mean the number yeah. of of people looking for the electric pickle yeah. type beer or the the beer flavored with uh some weird fruit right are uh that's a small niche market mm-hmm. right and i think the majority of people are looking for good quality high drinkability you know beer and I'll, 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 I'm, I'm trying to avoid saying the word regular beer. <laughs> right. That's all uh, right. But I think we all Well, that's why I said tr- more traditional. Traditional styles. Yeah. So, you know, like a traditional jefe. Yeah. You like jefe vices. I, I do indeed. I like the traditional English-style bitters or IPAs, mm-hmm. um, you know, stuff like that. Or, you know, traditional. traditional porter. Porter, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Or a traditional stout. Um, right, just you know, not a flavored stout. Let's not throw porter. all the sweetness and pastry okay. stuff in a stout. Let's just make a really good stout. Right. And what I'm hearing you guys both say Is seems old and- counter to what we're seeing. <laughs> you know, interest. I mean, I just made mention to one that's got all these different flavors that they're doing and they're going with that and you know we're starting to see this really eclectic and we talked about it a few weeks ago a brewery that's a little bit north and a little bit west of us that kind of is deviating from their original you know kind of their flagship in order to go with something that's not quite traditional and it's a little bit boring and a little bit less of what we expected it to be so and that might be a big hit yeah so, I mean, I think there's a, you know, there's there's the group of people that are always going to say, you know, it'd be really great if there was a birthday cake stout yeah, or a birthday cake porter or something like that that's just 
totally out there, kind of an interesting flavor, and it's just wonderful all around. And there's definitely that market out and there, there for those kind of beers. There is. And, you know, I enjoy drinking one now and again. But I think the majority of people are thinking, you know, let's go with the standards. Um, they are a little bit more straightforward to consume, a little bit more straightforward to purchase uh, and to, to make. And all of those things tend to be good all around. Yeah. I mean, you know, like we were talking about the carbon footprint of of a particular brand of beer uh, a few weeks ago. Yeah, or a fat week tire. Ago. Yeah. yeah, the fat tire. And, you know, the the further from the norm, I'm using air quotes to say that. <laughs> he did. I can, I can you, affirm that. <laughs> that, <laughs> that you get, the, the further from that zero carbon impact you get. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think a lot of breweries for a long time have been appealing towards the younger audience with the beers that don't necessarily taste like beer. So these the pastry stouts, the the milkshake, the, the milk IPAs. the super yeah. fruity, you know, fruity pebbles sour yeah. beers. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the the weird ingredient sour beers. And they're kind of cool. Which are fun, and they're a lot of fun. Yeah. But a lot of them don't necessarily taste like beer. Right. So I think they're trying to attract non-beer well, drinkers to the craft beer scene, which is a great idea. I, I appreciate it. But if that's, you know, your your main goal, there's a lot of beer drinkers like me that appreciate the traditional and the older styles, the... And I'm sure, Doc, yeah. you as well. I'm I'm very much a traditionalist here. That you know, you know, like I've I've always said, I I'm, I I enjoy hazies on occasion, but it's not my favorite style. I'd much rather a traditional English style IPA. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, one of the beers that I've always used is sort of like a gateway for people that say, you know, I'd really love to love beer, but I just don't like beer. Um, and I, one of the gateways I've always gone for is uh, Lindemann's Frambois Lambic. Yeah. And it's a, an amazing beer. Um, it's only 3% alcohol. Tastes exactly like a raspberry knee-high. Yeah. And, you know, you would think, okay, this is just a, a, a beer that is sort of like a one-off or, a, a, yeah. a, you know, something like that. But the Lambic has been around for... Centuries, centuries. Well, you know, it's just a wonderful style that's very underappreciated, and it's very, very subtle in its beer characteristics. So, let me ask you this: just brass tacks, and I don't. And if you don't know, I don't want to put you on the spot here. But what would you say? I'm going to ask you two questions. One: What is the beer or the beer style that your Brewery, one, Rule 105, mm-hmm. great place to be. If you haven't been there, you should go visit it. Go check them out. Well, thank you. What do you guys sell the most of? That's the first part of the question. The second <laughs> one is what do you get the most requested for? Oh, okay. So the one we sell the most yep. is uh, probably um, this weekend it was uh, an IPA, a, uh-huh. a West Coast-style IPA. Um, prior to that and in most days, it ends up being our Mexican lager. Okay. The Poncho and Lefty. Poncho and Poncho Lefty. And Lefty. Yeah. Yep. So Good beer. Been Great beer. Guess. That would have been yep. my guess. Yeah, yeah, that is our number one. And uh, But this weekend, it ended up being 
by a four to one margin, it ended up being a Mr. IPA. That's it was great. an IPA weekend. Yeah, it was an IPA weekend. Yep. So the one we get requests for most um, most commonly yep. are uh, were sours when we first opened. Uh-huh. And so now we always have sours mm-hmm. on um, just to make sure that everybody is covered there. The next biggest request we've had is been a mixture of things all the way from seltzers. Oh, I would like to try a seltzer. I'm like, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, or, oh, hey, the the n- biggest new request is uh, can you make a non-alcoholic version of these? Mm-hmm. Interesting. And it's like, okay, well, you know, we can try that. We have uh, those people that uh, are interested in trying different German styles. Mm-hmm. So like a Pilsner or a Helles or something like that. And, uh, yeah, we're going to try those too. So, um, but they're going to be small sellers. All of these are going to be small sellers compared to the the, the flagships. You know basically. your flagships. You yeah. know what you're, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, Chad, I know over at the Tavern, while you're not making beer, you guys also not, sell beer, which sell is beer. awesome, and yeah. we love that. And if you haven't been to the Tavern as of late, you should definitely check that out. Absolutely love your fish and chips, by the way. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> But same question. What are the things that you sell the most of, and what are the things that you're seeing that you get the most requests of? You know, it, we've our, what we sell the most of kind of depends on the, what we have on tap. So we have the luxury of rotating different types of beers. Right. And it, it really depends on what the crowd is that's in. So a lot of times, you know, we always have a cider on tap, which is pretty popular, but sometimes it's an IPA, or sometimes it's the milk stout. We have always have left-hand milk stout on tap. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's the lager. It just kind of depends on, a lot of time, the age group of the crowd we have in. So the older, I'd say older than me generation. <laughs> I'm 50. Oh, so the, there you go, people. We all know how old Chad is, so... So I would say the... But he's also the youngest of the of the group right here, yeah, so the, we'll just leave The 60-plus crowd tends towards the more loggers and the American-style loggers. Um, the younger crowd tends to go for the sours or the ciders or our can We don't have any seltzers on tap, but we have a lot of can- seltzer options and cans. Um, well, we are seeing an increase, and it's interesting that a lot of people are requesting the non-alcoholic. Right. We are seeing a lot of increase in requests for a non-alcoholic option. So I think we talked about it when you brought the hop water yeah. in, that we have mm-hmm. two varieties of the hop water. Um, you know, bootstrap out of... Um, Can't say enough good things about the yeah, brewery, by the way. Yeah. yeah. They do a, a great version they have three different varieties of non-alcoholic beer that we get in and, and, and sell quite a bit of. So, you know, it, a lot of it kind of depends on the crowd and the day and the who the crowd is in a certain type of day. So overall, do you have any kind of feel for, like, if you were to say over the last six months or a year, what was your most popular? Do you have any kind of a sense of that? And I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot, and I don't mean to, but... Honestly, it really rotates. Yeah. Um, it really rotates. Mm-hmm. One month it could be IPA. One month yeah. it could be the milk stout. 
the next month it could be Michelob Ultra. Michelob Ultra. Okay. See, and and I think for me that's interesting because I would think that you would see some levels of consistency. But what I'm hearing from you is that it's kind of all over the map. And so the idea of a a beer enthusiast, a beer drinker, is it kind of can be just, you know, day of the week or whatever they're feeling and that there isn't that – consistency that they're, you know, you overly aggressive or you're overly heavy on this one beer. It's kind of all over. So we always have one type of several different styles of beer. So we'll always have a porter or a red or a amber or something Mm -hmm. like that. We'll always have a sour. We'll always have a lager. We'll always have an IPA. Mm -hmm. We'll always have a pale. Um, We'll always have... A stout, and we'll always have we have two nitro taps, Ooh. so we'll always have left or left hands milk stout, milk stout. nitro, mm-hmm. and then we have kind of a rotating nitro tap. Interesting. So, you know, it used to be that you'd see people would buy more of a style depending on the season. So. In the winters, you'd see a lot more stout drinkers and porter drinkers. and I'm not seeing that as much as I used to. No. Now people just, they'll drink whatever they like, no matter what no time matter of year it is. Yeah, you'll see a, a double wood-aged imperial stout, you know, that somebody comes in and orders one in June. Yeah. You're like, are you sure you really want that heavy beer now? And they're like, yeah, it's exactly what I'm it's in the mood for. Interesting. Love the conversation, and, and I think it was very different than where I thought it was going to go with some of those elements. So great to hear that. Love to have the conversation. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to get into our review beer for this week, and we're going just west of Greeley, and we're going to check out Loveland Ale Works, their Tripel. Is that the correct? Correct, yeah. See, I would call it a triple, but apparently it's a tripel because I want to make sure I pronounce that right. It's but Belgian. We're going to take a break. We're going to try a Belgian beer when we come back, so stick around and we'll be here. Can I say two and two, Micah? Two minutes, two seconds? Chuck oh, I can't say that. Yeah, there's a reference. All right, we'll be right back. Welcome back to Brew Talk. <laughs> Talk has got the biggest grin on you taking a picture. Oh, <laughs> and you were going to do what was that? I'll just bring us back. <laughs> bring us back. <laughs> oh, well, you should do that next time. I, I, it doesn't have to be me. Well, yeah. This is this is an equal opportunity show. It's not like I'm... Come on. Yeah, come on, Doc. Do, I know, I know, well, Doc, jump in. I can't I see because like, hey, I know what's going on. I know. I saw that. I'm busy. So. I, I, I was, and I, I completely misunderstood and represented. So when we come back from our final break, Doc is going to bring us in. So oh, we're going to just cool. make that happen. So I'll have to come up we'll with something set that on. I'm sure you will. Start thinking clever. Yep. There you go. So, Chad, you were kind enough to take care of our review beer for today. So what are we Correct. drinking? What are we reviewing? So this is the Tripel from Loveland Ale Works. Um, ringing in at a whopping 9.8% ABV. Woo! Um, so it's a big beer. Um, brewed with Pilsner malt and Amarillo hops. Uh, it's a Belgian strong ale with uh, notes of pineapple, pepper, and bananas, according to the website Love them, it works uh, website. So interesting. So, 
right off the bat, you're saying all those things, and so immediately I'm sticking my nose in the glass oh, and yeah. trying to get so it. Somebody else was talking, I was doing the sipping. <clears throat> and I, I don't get any of that on the nose, and maybe I'm just not overly yeah, sophisticated. The, the nose is very... I would say earthy. Earthy. Yeah. yeah. I so agree. It's, it's kind of that Trapel Belgian yeasty. Right. That's what I But I'm, not quite. Right. There's no candy like right. or wine like aroma there. Well, and and not, I imagine that's where the, the yeah. banana would be, come from is the Belgian yeast. Well, and is you were correct? talking, I heard you say pineapple and yeah, peppers that, that's and what things they like say. that. That's and what I'm they not, suggest. With hints of pineapple, yeah. pepper, and yeah. and bananas. It's a subtle hint, I will say that, at least from a nose perspective, because I'm not um, getting that. Dry taste with and dry and tropical taste. Dry and tropical. Well, I'm so going to try it. We'll saying. see what happens. I'm on sip two, and I can kind of get a little bit. And get a little bit of the pepper, and um, I'm not getting a lot of the banana. And the pineapple yeah. must be a very raw pineapple. Very, not, very light. Yeah, I get the, I do get the raw pineapple. It's, I do a little bit. I'm too. very sensitive to pineapple because I get, yeah. Oh, he's going to break out in hives. This yeah. is going to be horrible. Like, yeah. well, it, it tastes like <laughs> it's not actual but we'll, pineapple. But we'll blame Chad because he brought the pineapple. <laughs> well, for me, it tastes like an amarillo hop. It does. Yeah, um, you really get that. You yeah. get the hoppy kind of mm-hmm. of fruitiness rather than the fruity fruitiness yeah and agreed is the pepperiness maybe from the the pilsner malts is that what you're i think that's just from the hops it's just a spicy character of the hop um i i know a lot of people have said that uh, amarillo hops are very fruity pineapple banana that kind of or pineapple-y citrusy and i i always think they're a little bit more spicy than they say yeah i'm not getting a lot of the fruity side of that that you're that you were saying most people say to, but I, I wouldn't say banana. I'd yeah. almost say banana bread. No. Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, I make a mean banana bread. I'll have to bring some in for you guys sometime. But yeah, yeah, well, I would say banana do. bready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I not necessarily that. just banana, but yeah. banana bread. Uh, mm-hmm. One one thing I'll say is this: if this is a tripel at nine percent, it tastes like it's a single. It does a plain old strong ale at like. Six or yeah. five percent does yeah. not taste near ten so, percent. This could be extremely dangerous. Yes, it definitely <laughs> does not taste. It does not taste like an almost double digit, right? You know, ABV because I'm thinking of not, not that I should ever compare no. one beer to another, but um, when somebody says, "Oh, it's a Trapel or something," I'm thinking, "Okay, Duval." So yes. I, I'm thinking of ones I've had before, mm-hmm. you know, different kinds of beers that I've had before, thinking, oh, okay. They have that a little bit of that yeah, alcohol that burn. and Alcohol mm-hmm. burn, a little wine character, yeah. um, a little, like, whoa, to them. And this one doesn't have a lot no. of that, and that could make this beer extremely dangerous now, in terms that, of you could overdrink it. Yeah. If that now, all sense. that being said, it's actually a good beer. Great, easy drinking it beer. It is so, I mean, it's... All of the all of the flavors that I'm getting out of it are subtle. Yeah, they're not overpowering. There's nothing about this. And you mentioned that it said it was a dry. It did. It's and a dry and tropical. Dry and tropical. Flavor. And it. And I do get that dryness. It yeah. does. It's you I just are missing the tropical part. Yeah, I would agree with that. The tropical is a little. We're not quite get there, but the dry part is, and it's interesting, uh, you know, from a mouthfeel perspective, and I'm learning the nomenclature yeah. as we go through that, and the mouthfeel really is, it's like, it's a dry beer, which 
I think speaks to what they're trying to accomplish with this. And that's what they say they're doing. That's what they're doing. And I think the it being a such a big beer, 9.8, and not tasting like a 9.8 beer mm-hmm. appeals to a broader audience. Correct. Then, yeah, because that 9% beer, many people... A lot of times it's like... Beer, right? yeah. Oh, yeah. Right? yeah, basically 10%. Yeah, People would go like, okay. Oh, well, go, yeah, that's really... Ooh, ooh, ooh yeah. 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 I'll have one and I done. don't want to try that, but it's too mm-hmm. much or something, and it's just going to taste like alcohol. No, and I'll say these, we, I bought these, and the, it's a four-pack of 16-ounce cans, and if you drink one of these, I'm sure... Well, that's 10% of um, that can is beer, is, yeah. is alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, I think one one can is enough for you. It definitely could In be. In one sitting. Oh, yeah. my, yes. And, uh, you know, Doc, to your point, it could be almost dangerous from the fact that it's like it doesn't that, taste that. It doesn't I mean, taste that. Yeah, because yeah. it doesn't. I yeah. can tell it is now, but when you're, for, when you're yeah. sipping it, there's no... There's really no stomach warming going on. There's no. nothing like that. There's not that alcohol burn. The, yeah. You get to the bottom of a, the little sample that we're, you know, three ounce, four ounce sample yeah. that we're trying. And it's like, okay, now I can see there's yep. a little bit of alcohol. In yeah. There. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that that's where, I mean, it's dangerous is you might think, oh, I got this. And you, you're you down to the bottom of your 16 ounce. And then all of a sudden you're like, uh, I should have had only eight. <laughs> <laughs> so, so these are shareable cans for sure. Yes, yes definitely. definitely. Which shareable. with Valentine's Day coming up, yeah, oh, yeah. It might Find be a good somebody. purchase to kind yeah. of. Well, I will say this: the can label, um, love it. Yeah, I do. It is simple, and whoever thought of that to just just write the name of the beer on there. Trapel, really good. Yeah, excellent job. Yeah. So, but uh, I'm, yeah. I just am not maybe at the bottom of the can there's something. Um, we'll see. Well, and Doc's definitely going to check that out for us, and we'll see if there's anything different at the bottom of the can that we have missed so far. But again, you talk about the taste, you talk about the mouthfeel, you talk about what they're describing and what they're saying. It is, it kind of is what it is with certain elements that are definitely there and other elements that are really really mild and yeah, yeah. oh oh you yeah. have some insight so i noticed when i was pouring that it poured very cloudy at the it last did little i noticed that. at the bottom there um whatever there is settled just a little bit so i would strongly recommend that you turn the can upside down get a little bit of a mix and then let it set for a few minutes before you yeah. turn it right side up and then pour it so that you can kind of get some of that. I wouldn't shake the can no, and then no. pour it. You know, that's just a d- so, recipe for Unless you want to have fun. Yeah. But I definitely taste <laughs> not here in an studio. awful lot no. more of the citrusy kind okay. of uh, flavors in it and a little bit more tropical character to it than was at the top of the can. Interesting. I, so, would, I would definitely say this is more an Americanized version of a tripel. Mm-hmm than a traditional Belgian Trevelle. You know, and it's interesting. I'm looking around the table, and, you know, Chad, both you and Doc added a little bit to yours right there at the end as we finished the can. And it is and, m- and you, much and, more and cloudy than yours. There is no way that I would think that all three of these beers came oh, the from the same, same thing. can. Yeah. Right. They, are, they look very different. Well, that's so. why I would say that yeah. if, you, if you're going to try this one, I would turn the whole yeah, can just, upside down, just let it sit for get a couple a, get minutes. Get a little, yep. Maybe give it a little slot. that yep. yeast kind of. Yeah, kind of go down a little mm-hmm. bit and then turn the can back up yep. and, and then pour it from there and kind of mix yeah. up some of the stuff as you're pouring. So 
Um, sort of like pour it like you'd pour a Hefeweizen. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, now I'm like, well, we should like do that again with another can. So we all get oh to my. experience the same yes. thing. And then I'm like, but it's a, it's a <laughs> but 10%, 10% beer. <laughs> do like, we really need We all got to walk home after or yeah. drive home after the end of the show. And I'm not sure we could do that. But it's like, but it's interesting. Yeah. And I, I think that the breadiness, uh, the banana yeah. bread has been supplanted in my glass with. A citrus banana bread. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break right now so I can grab a, a pick of the the different images that you're going to see out of the glasses. We'll make sure we post that on social media later tonight or tomorrow. And then we'll come back with our review of the beer and we'll let you know what we think and we'll talk about that. So I can't say two and two because it's more than two minutes and two seconds. But definitely come back. Stick around for our last segment as we give you a review and we finalize today's brew talk. Well, it looks like we need to actually have you on <laughs> on the stage one night doing open mic night. So, uh, welcome back, everyone. Uh, we're ready, I think, now to throw down. Yeah, and, uh, I love Kansas. Don't you love Kansas? Yeah, oh, I would love you Kansas. stop it? Oh, do I'm not sorry. ever. Do not ever no, do that again. What are you talking about? That was bread. Oh, I'm sorry. Shut. <laughs> You guys are both dead to me. I'm never doing this again. So, I mean, we've had the break to yep. sit there and think about it. Think and about let it. The, let the whole decision mull yep. in our mull brain. over. I think it's time to you go. You ready to go? Yeah, I think All right. I am. One, two, three. Interesting. Wow. Wow. So we have two growlers and a tulip. tulip. A tulip. Not quite a taster, Not but a, a tulip. But... Based on our current Brewtalk rules, two or more growlers means it's a Brewtalk-approved beer. So the, yes, the Loveland Ale Works Thanks Propel. Thank you to our in-studio audience. Yes, our in-studio audience. audience has done a fantastic job. Interesting. Doc, I'm curious. So initially the aroma isn't there for me. I right. don't smell Trapel. I don't really get the Trapel flavor. Um, and then to know that... Um, you got to mix the can to yeah. stir up the sediment, just to even get the pineapple-y stuff there. And um, while I did enjoy what I was drinking, had 10%, I think I'm done Yeah. after a, a, a tulip. A tulip. I, I, you know, I'm, and I don't mean to be uh, rude or mean or anything. It's just, it's just, that's the way it was going for me. No, no sure. It's so my personal that's why there's three of us. It, yeah. Yeah. Was that uh, I thought it was enough. So, Chad, you went with the growler. I you, did. Um, and I, I, I guess I didn't go on traditional Trapel standards. I went on the fact of it's an easy drinking beer. It's 10%. Doesn't taste like 10%. Sorry, near 10%. Right. Doesn't mm-hmm. taste like 10%. Mm-hmm. Um I got a little bit of the banana. I got a little bit of what they were describing yep. in the description. Um, There's more banana bread than banana to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just really enjoyed the beer, and it was something that I think I would enjoy taking a growler home of, and yeah. and you know maybe sharing it with friends and family. 
which is mostly what I do when I bring yeah. a growler home. So I agree. That's where I went. And I think I'm in the same boat with you. I was like, that was not what I was expecting. And, you know, Doc, to your point, what a trapel should be, and, and I'm the least versed of well, our group in that regard, yeah. but I enjoyed it. It was a... It was a good tasting beer. I'm curious to try it again later, not yeah. in studio, because for crying out loud, we're at almost 10%. We're not going to crack another <laughs> we can. We don't need to crack another But I'm interested to go ahead and give it a little bit of that mix just to get kind of the full flavor because, and we'll make sure we post the photo later. It, it looks like a completely different beer it does. out of the can. So, it Doc, does. I completely get your assessment well, where it's like, it's a different beer. You have to do certain things in order to make right. sure you get the and, full and flavor. And also, you know, I'm I'm sitting here thinking, okay, they call it a trapel. Yeah. And specifically say, hey, I'm a Belgian-style beer. And so I'm thinking it should be a trapel. So gotcha. my brain's yeah. going one way. It's going a t- totally different way. Right. Still yeah. got the alcohol there. Well, yeah. And here's you. where my brain goes is anytime an American brewery says trapel, I automatically go... It's an American-style Trapel yeah. mm-hmm. rather than a Belgian-style Trapel. Or you just so, think, hey, I'm going to judge this beer based upon its flavors and correct. not mm-hmm. worry about what style it goes right. into. And, right. and that's where And maybe that's me. You as a brewery, oh, yeah. brewer, would go more to the... They tell me it's this. Tell me it's this. I'm going to judge it on this. Yeah. yeah. And to me as a beer drinker, I'm going to go, hey... This is a good drinking beer. I'm gonna. Uh, yeah. I enjoyed what I drank. So, yeah, I think that's definitely a possibility. Mm-hmm. But I love the fact that it's. Ah, oh, boy. I, you know, I was gonna say something, and now I don't think that that's accurate. It just, for me, it was a good tasting beer. Yeah, I enjoyed it, and it was not offensive. I didn't no. not enjoy it, and everything else. And I think you know the idea, Doc, that you bring to the equation, and I really appreciate that. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Is that by the pure definition of a trapel, it's not a trapel. It doesn't taste like one yeah. to me. So, and, and, and my mind was thinking of one thing, mm-hmm. and it was presenting something different. Now, on its own merits, is it a bad yeah. beer? No. Heavens no. no it's not a wonderful all. beer. Yeah. Um, but is it the Belgian-style trapel at 10%? No, it's a 10% beer, but it's but uh, not necessarily, not necessarily hitting me with the trapel flavors I would expect. Yeah. So that's where I was kind of like, okay, it's good beer, but yeah. I'll, I'll have a sample of it. But that's about no, no, all I no. want to do at 10%. Sure. I really don't want to go overboard on that. Yeah. No, and I appreciate that. And I think the idea of us, which is kind of fun about this show, is that we get to bring different perspectives and different mindsets and different approaches to it. Where, Doc, you bring that brewer mindset to the equation when you're looking at these things and being able to do it. And, you know, Chad's looking at it from a entrepreneur, business owner, and you've got a tavern and everything else. And me, I'm just the novice that likes to drink beer. I like to drink beer and amongst other things, but I enjoy it. So it's a fun way to go about doing this, but I love what you're bringing to the table. And so cool. if you're listening and you're interested in trying this, know that it is not going to be the trapel that would be of the normal Belgian style that you would yeah, get if you, if you were going a, a to Belgium. Belgium or Germany, you're not going to get this yeah. type of beer. But it's still a good tasting beer, and you said that as much. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a bad beer at all. Not at all. No. So it's a good beer. But knowing, and I think knowing the differences between that is kind of the fun part of doing the show and being able to review all these different beers is we find out what tastes good, what fits, what aligns with what you think it is, and how those things play out. And hopefully, 
those of you who are listening are getting an opportunity to learn something from this just like I am and go through it. So well, that's the fun part about beer is yeah. my palate's different than your palate is different than Doc's oh, yeah. palate. Yeah. And we all view th- beers differently and it's just That's exactly why so there's much, so many different options. That's that right. Know. And that's yeah. I don't like hazies and we talked about it, yeah. but you might like hazies and that's great. Sure. And just and go we'll out just, and drink we'll what you like you to drink. <laughs> He won't. I swear he won't. He will. He will appreciate you no matter what you like. It's. It's. It, Doc is not that kind of person. No, so that's true. Appreciate that. So, well, you know, we're coming up to the very end of the segment or to the show. So, final thoughts on this between what we talked about with the beer, the review beer, the table beer, just in general. Chad, what are you thinking? Beer is good. Beer is good. <laughs> There's never enough time in a day. There, it really enough. isn't, you know. Yeah, we um, tend to get enough. Well, I shouldn't say drink enough. <clears throat> drink responsibly and Absolutely. Right. and drink things that you enjoy. And and my mantra has always been my favorite beer is the one that's currently in my glass. And if it wasn't in my glass, I wouldn't be drinking it. And that's yeah. true. Yeah. So... Yeah, well, and we talked earlier. There, you know, there's a lot of beers that we might necessarily not might be our favorites, but we still, we, you, you know, we're never going to pour. Yeah, you know, we still appreciate the style, and we don't ever pour out a beer or don't very often <laughs> pour well, out. Well, I mean, it's sort of like ice cream, right? It, how many people like pistachio? Yeah, right. You might still eat it though because it's still yeah, it's ice. Still, still ice, ice cream. cream. Yeah. Well, I can say for one, as someone who is not a beer aficionado like you are, Doc, primarily, and Chad secondarily in that regard, I continue to learn and and just enjoy different beers that are being presented to us. So I am very thankful for being able to do this and for the education that comes with it. So hopefully those of you out there that are listening get to do the same thing and that you appreciate it. Hey, check us out on social media. Let us know what you think. Fill out our little poll questions that we put on there and let us know if there's something you would like us to review. We'd be happy to do it. Check us out on social media. Check us out online and stay thirsty, everybody. We'll see you next week.